Welcome everyone to the Ovei Torah Daf Yomi. Sure, today's Sure is Daf Nun Vav. We'll begin on Nun Hey Amubet. Towards the bottom of the page, six lines at the bottom. Kiatarabin Amarav Yochanan. Today's Daf is available. Anyone who'd like to sponsor, please contact Mr. Victor Sabak, who's anxiously awaiting your call for a uh, sponsorship opportunity of a lifetime. Says the Gemara. Kiatarabin Amarav Yochanan. Hara zuach Last time, we had a machloket. What the word hara in the Mishnah? Our Mishnah had said that the word that a, a woman is both nikmit as yevama and your asur in arayot when you do the first stage hara stage of biyah, you're already considered biyah for marriage and for sinning and. Uh, the, with Machloket, what exactly is called Hara? And there's a Machloket, what Rabbi Yochan had said Hara was. Rabbi Yochan, of course, is one of the first Amoraim. We had Shmuel claiming that he said that Hara is the Nishika, the initial touch. And Ravdimi quoting him, saying it's a step later, which is when the Atara is inserted. Okay? Mm-hmm. When Rabbi came, he quoted Rabbi Yochanan to try to get to the bottom. He said, no. It doesn't mean inserting the Atara. So we know that Adrava Babachana, he's definitely arguing. We know for sure, there's no question that he argues on Rabbi Babachana. Right? Because Rabbi Babachana earlier quoted and he says that Hachnasat Atara was a Gemar Do you remember we said that? It was Rabbi Barachana before. And he said that the two stages, we know there's two stages. There's beginning Bia, stage one, stage two. Rabbi Barachana had said that stage one was Nishika, and stage two was, was Hachnasat Atara only. And that was already stage two, and there's no stage after that. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other guy was saying that stage two was Zera coming up, which is a much later stage. Okay? Now, we know that this rabbi who said Hara is he has to argue with Rabbi Barachana because what one what this rabbi is calling stage one, the other rabbi is calling stage two, so they have to be arguing. Right? Ad Shmuel Milo Pligi does he also argue on Shmuel? Because Shmuel had only said that stage one is Nishika. Does he have to argue with him? It seems like he does, right? Because one says stage one is Nishika, otherwise stage one is Achlatatara. No. We could say that really Shmuel and and uh, Rabin could agree. Because Shmuel, really Rabin could agree that Nishika is stage one. But what he meant was that stage one equals from Nishika till Achnasatara. It's all called stage one. Whereas stage two is Gmar Bia. He has to argue on, on Rabbi Barachana. He doesn't have to argue on Shmuel necessarily. Mm-hmm. Okay? Hara. I just want to add one thing. You might ask a question and say, well, if so, if if he holds like that, why wouldn't why wouldn't he say the biggest chidush? Why would he just tell me Hachrasat Atara is stage one? Tell me a bigger chidush. Tell me that even Nishika is stage one. 
say it like Shmuel. If you're saying that him and Shmuel hold the same thing, tell me the Nishigah is stage one. It could be well answered that he wants to come to show you the Chidush. That don't think that the other rabbis are right. That Hachrasat is already Gemara Bia. No, I want to tell you that Hachrasat is still stage one. That's what he's saying. Okay? Kiyatav Shmuel by Yehuda Amar B'Yochanan. Harazu Hachrasat Tadah. Gemara Bia, Gemara Bia Mamash. He says, Hara is entering, is putting that on. Gemarbiya means Gemarbiya Mamash. He's, he's for sure going all the lenient way. That you need, the stage one is only Achzatara, and Gemarbiya is full Gemarbiya. Mikan va'elach, enu ela neshika upatur aleha. If it's Mikan va'elach, which means, if it's any less than Achzatara, then, it's only a called a nishika upatur, and a person would not get killed for just nishika. This rabbi says clearly that nishika alone is not enough to get you killed or to acquire bia at all. Nishika is nothing. Nishika is just, I mean, seemingly, seemingly just about nothing. Upaliga the shmuel. He he argues on shmuel for sure. Okay. New gemara. This is where Ralph wanted us to start yesterday. Could have cut five minutes off. We said in the Mishnah, whether you do stage one or you do stage two, it works to acquire Yevama. Moses, my Kana, when we said it works to be Koneyu, what does it mean? Okay. Why are we talking about here? Because the Mishnah had mentioned a whole bunch of cases. And what some of them were talking about cases where the guy didn't have in mind to sleep with her. Shogeg, Mazid, Shogeg, or other things, right? Mazid. In all those cases, he didn't have in mind to be Koneh. Now, we said that by Yevamah, you're Koneh anyway. But we want to know, yes, you're Koneh, but are you Koneh all the way? Or maybe, since you didn't have in mind, there's less kinyan here. You don't corner everything. You're not. She's not fully your wife. That's the question. You with me? Yeah. Says Gemara. Rav Amar. Rav says, "Kana the call." Rav says, "Listen, Kana means married, fully married. That's it." Shmuel Amar, "Lo Kana el Dreim Harim beParasha." Shmuel says, "No. You're only married for the things that's mentioned straight out in the pasuk. Pasuk says you become his wife." Liyeresh b'nechsi achav ulufotam midyabum. The two things are that you inherit your brother's stuff, dead brother's property, and you get patur from Yibum. She doesn't have to do Yibum to anybody else. But regarding to Itiruma, she can't. Right? She was even if she was able to eat truma before she came to truma now. Now, the, now we're just going to clarify. So the machlokah Rav and Shmuel. We're going to have two ways to clarify the machlokah Rav and Shmuel. This is way number one. Okay, way number one is According to way number one, everyone agrees that if she was fully married to the dead guy and then he died, so a fully married lady can eat truma. So if she was fully married to Ruvain and then Ruvain dies. So she was eating truma already. Then, of course, 
she could still eat shuma, even though there's only even though they only did uh, a a, a bi'ah that wasn't intention, right? Why? Because she was always eating beforehand. What's the machloket? If they're if it's been erusin, Rav Amar Rav says she can eat from erusin. Rav says even though she was only erusin by the first guy and she wasn't allowed to eat teruma yet, but since this guy, who's his the other guy's brother, if the first guy was a kohen, this guy's also a kohen, right? So this guy fully married her. Now she's the fully married married wife of Shimon. So that the Rav says she can eat because she's Shimon's wife, right? Since the Torah makes that uh, that, that a shogeg by bi'ah for works like mezid, so that makes it that this girl is fully married to Shimon, and as the as the as the fully married wife of Shimon, she's entitled to eat shuma. Okay. Shmuel Amar no, ki Rabbi Rechmana leukma b'makom ba leukma b'bal lo. When the Torah says that shogeg is like a mezid. By by Yevama, that's only regarding putting the guy in the place of the dead husband. What's Shogeg mean? Shogeg means accident. Okay. We said over here that if the guy accidentally has relations, remember we had all those funny cases. Yeah. The accidental relations, they work. Right? Beautiful. So says says Shmuel, yeah, they work. But only enough to make you as married as your last husband was. But not to make you more married than the husband. In order to do that, you have to have intentions. And therefore, this unintentional one will get you as far as the last one. And if the last one was only Erosin, then you'll only be Erosin too, and you can't eat Shuma. Rav says, no, it's full marriage. Mm-hmm. Torah makes it the same, so same means full marriage. Get the difference? Yeah. Okay. the Shmuel Ta'ameh. Shmuel follows his region. We see he said the same thing before. Whatever the husband could give his wife, which means if he did Nisu'in, then his wife could do also. If the husband couldn't do it, then the Yavam can't do it, assuming that it's a bad Yibu. Okay? Metivi, we have a brighter, which is not good. If you have a Batisel who has brains, which means she's not, she is 100%, and she gets engaged to a Kohen who is 100%, so two regular people. And before he gets a chance to do Nisu'in to her, he becomes deaf and he can't talk or, or hear. She can't eat Juma. Why? Because her husband, she doesn't have a real Nisu'in. Right? So she could only do she only did Erosin, and her husband is now deaf, he can't do Nisuin, therefore she can't Truma. But, met, if he died, and she's now stuck with the Abam, who's also a Cheresh. If he does Yibum, she can eat. So you have a Cheresh guy, He's doing women she can't eat. In this way, the Yavam is equal to, is better than the dead husband. Why? Because the dead husband was a Cheresh and his Bia couldn't get her anywhere. His Nisuin couldn't get her anywhere because he was a Cheresh. But this fellow, 
because he's a Yavam. And Yavam doesn't need that to work it. What's a Yavam? Okay. Yavam is a guy who's about to do, needs to do Yibum. Okay. Shimon is called the Yavam. Okay, we have our standard case. You have Reuven and Shimon, two, two brothers. Okay. Reuven marries Rachel. Reuven dies, and Rachel falls to Shimon. Shimon is termed the Yavam. Rachel is called the Yibama. Okay. Okay. Now, Reuven, Reuven in this case, had become deaf after doing a regular Kedushin. Kedushin, he was normal. He became a deaf mute like his brother also was a deaf mute. Okay? Okay. Now, deaf mutes are not considered normal. Okay? So, because... Reuven was not normal. His Nisuin didn't do anything. Okay. okay. Now, when she falls to okay. Yibum, okay. the Shimon has to do Yibum. He does Yibum, and it works. Why does it work? I thought it doesn't work. You need, you need brains. He has no brains also. No, yeah, but Yivama, the, the act of Yibum works even without any brains. Even the oh, guy was okay. so. Therefore, in this way, Shimon could be stronger than Reuven. Reuven's bia or or Nisween wouldn't let her eat truma, but Shimon's can because Shimon is the Yavama, okay. is the Yavam, and doing bia, and he doesn't need brains for that. Uh-huh. You understand? Yeah. Okay. So, so now we're going to ask you. This is a question on Shmuel. Bishlam al Rav Nichal Shmuel Kasha, which means going to Rav who says that the second marriage become Shimon's. Bi'ah makes her fully married to Shimon, fully, fully, mm-hmm. as, and it stands on its own. We understand why he could be stronger than his older bro- than his brother. But according to Shmuel, who says it only puts you in the same place as, the, as, as your dead brother, how can it make her eat you and it shouldn't help? Mm-hmm. Shmuel. Shmuel will answer you and say, Emahachi, say like this. Change the Mishnah. The brighter, what the brighter really means to say is, which means not that he... He didn't get a chance to marry before he became a cheresh. A, a, a then she can't eat truma. Right? If he got married, and then he became a cheresh, she can eat truma. If she, he died and she fell in front of me, Abba was a cheresh, then she could eat. So basically it's working that the only time she could eat truma is if he died after... If he died after she got... Married. married him when he was normal. And then he became no good. So she got fully married when he was normal. And then he became no good. And then he becomes a chedesh. Then the chedesh works. Why? So then why do we say this is strong, that Shimon's stronger than Reuven? Because by the original husband, if he had become a chedesh before the bia, it wouldn't have worked. And this guy, even though he's a chedesh before the bia, it does work. But it is working like Shmuel, not like Rav, according to Rav. Shmuel. Okay. All this is explanation number one of the Machlok at Rav and Shmuel. Okay. Now we're going to go to explanation number two of Rav and Shmuel. Okay. V'yikadamri, others say no. Mina Idosin. According to this rabbi, when they got, when she when the husband died, when they were only engaged. Rav and Shmuel both agree that she can't eat Truma. The last husband didn't, eat, didn't give her, neither can the second. She wasn't able to eat last time, she can't eat now. So the, everyone's agreeing that it doesn't work at all. 
that 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 doesn't work fully from you to make it more than the last one. The argument is minisreen. Rav Amochel Rav says that she could eat. Because she always ate, so she could eat now. One of the Torah says a shogeg, uh, uh, an accidental bia is like a is like intentional bia. That's only the That's only for things of Rasha. But call me, but for other things, no. And therefore, it doesn't work for truma. I thought we said. Rav Nachman said that Shmuel says that whenever the husband can make his wife eat truma, so could the Yavah make, make his wife eat truma even Bishogeg. Any type of relations that the husband could get her married, so the Yavah makes her married. Anything that doesn't make the husband married, this can't make him married also. Which means, just like when the husband wants to marry his wife, okay, if he does, if he does a, a, a bia, he has to know who he's having bia with. So too, all those type of bias. That could give the avam the ability to give truma, but if you do a bia, that's a shogeg, which doesn't, which wouldn't allow a husband to get married. It won't allow the yavam to give her truma. Should I say that one more time? Yes. So if you have, we're contrasting bias, and we're saying any bia that a husband could give his wife truma with, which is an intentional bia, not a, not a shogeg bia. So to the Yavam could feed his wife Shuma. But a Bia that a husband cannot acquire his wife with and can't feed his wife Shuma, for example, an unintentional Bia, mm-hmm. had the husband done an unintentional Bia with his wife, which would not acquire, so too, when that happens by Yavam, it'll acquire him, but it does acquire her, but it won't allow her to eat Shuma. That's version B. So in version B of the, of the Machloket, Everyone agrees that when you're erosin, it doesn't work at all. May TV, we have a bright that goes against it. It says, If you have a normal girl who gets engaged to a normal guy, and he didn't get a chance to marry her before he became a, a, a deaf guy, she can't eat. Met if he died. She falls in front of her brother who also happens to be a deaf guy. And she can eat. He said, This is stronger. He'll answer the last time. He'll answer what he answered last time. That it's talking about the same way we answered Shmuel last time. That it's talking about. That she felt that that she was fully married, then she felt, then she fell, right? That's how he answered last time. El Shmuel, but according to Shmuel, Kasha, it's a question. What says you're right? According to version B, it is a knockoff on Shmuel. So it came out that you have version A and version B. 
Version A, Shmuel is able to get out of the problem by playing with the bright a little bit. This problem of the of this bright with the, the guy, two deaf brothers, right? Shmuel is able to squeeze out of the problem by saying uh, that it's talking about a case where the guy married her first and then he became a chedesh. Right? And the Yafa Koach is that we, we trust his Bia, whereas we wouldn't, we wouldn't have trusted the first Bia. Right? That's what we said. And in version B, that same answer will work for Rav, but it can't work for Shmuel, and therefore we're in trouble. Okay? So therefore Shmuel's in trouble in version B. In version A, nobody's in trouble. Tanu Rabbanan. We have a brighter. Can I bother if you hot water... Uh, Mechila, we missed you when you weren't here. Shemshin's always my uh, guaranteed hot water. Taro Rabbanan. Batis of Bechit. If you have a normal girl, she is a Zalikwamke who marries a normal coin. He didn't get a chance to do Nisuin until he became, before he becomes a, a deaf guy. Even though later on he's going to have Bia, the Bia is not going to help to work, get you married because you're already not 100%. If she has a son, right? It's an interesting thing. Why? She has a son. She has a son. The guy's not 100%, so she wasn't eating chuma the whole time. But once she has a son, that makes she can eat chuma because of her son. Mm-hmm. Okay? So what she's doing then? Oh, nine months. She has to eat regular food like you and I eat. So she has a girl, you can't eat Um, it sounds like anything. Even a girl. I'm not sure how. Okay. Meta ben the baby dies. Then what happens? From that since she had had a baby, she could continue. Now she could do it for her husband. Okay, and Chamim say no, she can't eat. My daughter, what? Why does nothing say she could eat? Since she ate already, she could eat now. Abaya said to Rava, Okay? If a daughter of a Kohen, daughter of Israel marries a Kohen who dies, she could eat because she ate already? Of course not. Right? Once he died, the Kedusha falls off her, and that's why you can't eat Shuma. Hachanami, Kevin Demit. Since the since the son died, also the kedusha should go away. The same way when a girl gets married to Gwen, then the husband dies, she has to stop eating chuma because the kedusha goes off her. So too, when the son died, she should stop when the son died. Why would that? Why would that work? El Amar Rav Yosef says a different reason. He says, He holds that really, when you do a nisuin, when you're a chedesh, you could really eat chuma. Okay. Right? Really, she should have eaten Truma all along, even before the baby's born. 
And the only reason why we say No, he holds that really the halacha is in general that an arusa to a kohen could already eat shumah. You don't have to be nisween. And if so, this guy, he did erusin when he was normal. So really she should be able to eat shumah anyway. The reason why any girl when she's arusin can't eat shumah when she's engaged to a, to a married guy is we're worried that since she sleeps home in her house in her father's house and she's only... An arusa, so she has to go home to her father's house. So she might go visit by her uh, father-in-law's house. They'll give her truma because she's allowed to eat truma, and she'll take some leftovers home to her, to her brother, and her brother will be chayav karet for eating truma. That's why we made it. But that gizera, we only make it on a girl who's really only engaged. But this girl is engaged, but she's also married. Mm-hmm. Yes, her marriage is not the arisa marriage. But there's no reason to make a gizera that she'll feed her husband because she's living with her, that she'll feed her brothers because she's living with her husband. She's not living with her brothers, mm-hmm. and therefore, since there's no reason for it, the rabbi holds that she's that, that yes, an engaged girl can't, but this girl is halachically only engaged, but really fully married, and therefore, there's no reason to make a gizera. Okay. If that's what Rabbi holds, why does it say that? If she had a son, then she could eat chuma. Mm-hmm. She could have a chuma without a son. Mm-hmm. That's because the chachamim. Because when, when they have a son, even the chachamim agree they can have chuma. So let Rabbi Natan argue on the chachamim and the reisha. Why does he only argue on the sefer? He waited till the Chachamim finished their words. How do I then he argue on them? If so, if that's true, let it say, it should say, when the son died, they can't eat truma. And then, can't eat truma. Right? You're right. It's a kasha. It's a problem with the explanation. Okay. We're at the two dots. Two lines below the bottom. Vechen also habal achad mikol ariot. If a guy has relations with any of the uh, of the ariot in the Torah, it works the same way. Amar Rav, Haimilta Amar Lach Rav Sheshet. This was said by Rav Sheshet. And we learned it, and and we he showed us that he's right from the Mishnah. What's the case? Rav Sheshet said this, and we 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 our Mishnah helped him. What is the, what was Rav rule? He says the following. Eshet Yisrael Shinensa. You have uh, the wife of a Yisrael. Okay. And she got raped. Mm-hmm. Even though she still could go back to her husband because she wasn't, didn't do it, she didn't do it willingly. So she's allowed to go back to her husband. Posla It makes a pasul from ever marrying a Kohen. Wow. So if the husband ever dies, she's forbidden from marrying a Kohen. Okay? If that case happens in front of Yibum, so she's... No, we're not talking about Yibum here. Can't okay. be Yibum, because it's No Yibum, no Yibum. Okay. Now, Shimutel, the Tana Tuna and the Tana of our Mishnah proves it. Why? Because it says, Anyone of relation with any of the the Ayot and Torah, or Pesulot, 
or the people who are pasul from the Quran. My vechen. What does it mean, vechen? When it says, and also them. So, when we say vechen, even though the guy's shogeg, it works for any of these things. My love, lo lo It sounds like it doesn't make a difference if it's shogeg or mazid. So you see that if a guy is sleeping with someone else's wife, even if she didn't want, she's still pasul. And they prove it from the Mishnah. Okay? You understand what he's saying? We're saying, Rav Sheshit's rule is that even though she doesn't want, she was raped, still, she's pasul. And you see that from the Mishnah, because in the Mishnah's case, we said that by all the Ayot and Torah, which is cases that you're, you become pasul, in all those cases, it works the same, v'chen, the same way. And the same way means, we're assuming means, the same way, Yani, even B'Shogeg. So that's why you see a proof from B'Shogeg's rule from the Mishnah. Well, it's not necessarily, look, not necessarily. Why? My V'chen, Ahara. Maybe when it says V'chen, it's not referring to the fact that it's Shogeg or Mazid. It's referring to the fact that stage one works, not stage two. There was two rules in the Mishnah. One rule was that it works B'Shogeg, that Yibum works B'Shogeg and Mazid. And the other rule was that Yibum works in stage one even. Okay. Right. So maybe when we said v'chen and also this, it doesn't necessarily mean even b'shogeg. Maybe b'shogeg you're not pasul from the Mishnah. And the reason why we said and so too is referring to the stage one. Okay. okay. This can't be. You know why? You're talking about stage one according to who? If you're telling me stage one aliot, you want to tell me that we figure that the ayot works from stage one from Yevama? Adiraba, you remind me of Ayot. We learned the other way around. We learned Yevamal works stage one from Ayot. We wouldn't say Vechen in the Mishnah this way. Because Vechen sounds like not only Yevamal works from stage one, even Ayot, even forbidden relations work from stage one. It's not true. It goes the other way around, Victor. Really, Yevamal, the only way we know Yevamal is from Ayot. Like we proved before. Elamai Vechen, Ashelok Ayot. Oh, says, you know what it's talking about? There was another law in the Mishnah. We said that if a guy has relations unnaturally, in an unnatural way, where she can't get pregnant, when we spoke about that, yeah. if a guy has that type of relations with his wife, we said that it works for Yibum. And maybe we were saying that so too, by Ariot, if you have unnatural relations with someone you're not allowed to marry, like someone else's wife, also you get, get killed uh, in, in that way. That's the Vachen talking about. But it's not necessarily talking about... Uh, Making a pasul. Adraba, ikar mishkirei ayshaba ayot ktiv. says, "You're right. That also, the source that an unnatural relation works is actually ayot, not yevama. We wouldn't say uh, yevama and also ayot if the main source was ayot. We would say ayot first, right?" Tzvara says, "No. Elamai v'chen ashelok kedarka dechayve lavin. We're talking about the shelok kedarka in a chayve lavin case because we there's also." We learned Shiloh Kedarka on a case of Arayot. Arayot is something that gets you karet. Okay? But that it works, Shiloh Kedarka, even on a lavin, let's say a guy's marrying a mamzeret, that, that even Shiloh Kedarka would make you a, a sur on that case, that, we, that is not the source, and therefore we can say a on that. Okay. New, 
נעולו. אמר בא, אשת כהן שנמצא, בעלה לוקה עליה משום זונה. If a Kohen's wife was forced to have relations, then if the husband would sleep with her after that, he would get malkut because he slept with the zona. Wow. Uh-huh. So a Kohen is not allowed to sleep with a zona. A zona equals anyone who slept with someone that she's not allowed to marry. Now, if you're Eshet Yisrael, that's okay. But if, because you weren't, you were, you were not willing, right? So that'd be okay. Over here also, you're not willing, but it still makes you, it still proselytizes you, according to Rabbah. It's something like, very forceful, right? Yeah, it's forceful, right? And therefore, but still, she's a suit. But it says, Mishum Zuna in Mishum Tumalo. Mara says, what do you mean? You're also not allowed to sleep with a girl who's, who tamah, who got tamerified. And she got tamerified here too. This guy, the Kohen slept with his wife after who tamah, she got tamerified. Rather, it's also because you get two, you get two sets of malkut. One zona and one tumah. Mati, Rav Zeru the question. Pasuk says, Vihil on its pasa. It says, but if you have a girl who's accused to be a sota, it says that she wasn't forced. Right? Hanit Basa, which sounds like if she was forced, Mutel, she's Mutar. And we're telling you, she wasn't forced. He learned Basa. She wasn't forced. Implying that there's another girl that even if she was forced, she's Asur. Which one is that? The Eshikan, the Eshikan. That even if she's forced, she's Asur. So, but the rule is that this is an ase, mitzvat ase. And the rule is anytime we have a lav, a lot ase, that we figure it out from an ase, it's only an ase. And if it's only an ase, you can't get malkut. So how could Rabbah say that you get malkut for doing it? It's only an ase. You can't get malkut. Anyone know what I'm talking about? We have an ase. The ase says, "Vehi lonet pasa." If you look at the basuk on the side, I have it on my side. You guys don't have it. I should have it on the side. Yeah. So in that case, it's only an Aseh. They want to claim that it's only an Aseh. The Aseh over here is, because since it's learned from the Hilon Etbasa, that's an Aseh. Okay, and therefore, Lava Mekhemah Aseh, Amar Abba Abba answers, Hakol Hayu B'chal Zona. Everyone was a Zona, which means every woman who sleeps, a married woman who sleeps with somebody else is a Zona. 
When the Torah says by Eshisel, he learned Tvas Asura. That she, since she wasn't forbidden, is Asura. She wasn't, she wasn't, not for she's Asura. But if she was for she's Mutan, but Eshikoyen stays the same. We're telling you that in general, everyone was Asura. Torah came with the special exceptions that Eshik Yisrael, if she's for, she'll be Mutar. But, but, but Eshikoyen is automatically a Asur because she never had any heter, so therefore she's Asur. That's way number one. If you could army, others say no. Amaraba. If the Eshikoyen gets Nensa, the husband gets okay because of Tumah only. We see that a lady who's honest is not called a Zona. According to this version B, a woman who is honest is not called a Zona. Matthew asks the same question. Says if she's not forced, then it's Asur. But if she's forced, Muteret. There's another girl, who even though she was forced, she's Asur. So you see that it's Asur. It's only an Asur. So how can you say that you get Malkut for sleeping with a girl who's Tameh? You see it's not true. Amaraba. Everyone was a sukkah tumah, right? Like we said last time, therefore it teaches you that the, oh, the, there's only an exception for Israel. But everyone was a, well, everyone was a sur when you sleep with somebody else. Every married woman who sleeps with someone else is automatically a sur. We have a special heter for Israel that when she marries someone else, it's going to be fine, right? But on Eshet Kohen, since she doesn't have that special heter, it stays the same. Okay, so we're, we're left here on the bottom at the Mishnah on Daf Nun Vav Amulbet. This afternoon, right before Shabbat at six p.m., we will be having a another class. We will do Daf Nun Zayin. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen.